Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Well, it was a bad week for Paula Dean, for Rafael Nadal. Folks in the Northeast who can't stand the mating calls of billions of cicadas and Delta Airlines. What happened with Delta, you ask? Well, the airline was fined $750,000 by the Department of Transportation for improperly bumping passengers from overbooked flights last year. Now, under federal rules, an airline's got to first ask for volunteers, then offer those volunteers cash compensation for giving up their confirmed seats. Delta said the mistakes were, and here I quote, isolated complaints reflect the mishandling of some customers in an overselling situation, unquote. Right. You improperly bumped passengers from overbooked flights last year. You screwed up. Um, interestingly, interestingly, the government is letting the airline apply $425,000 of that penalty toward the purchase of computer tablets to better record passengers' decisions to give up their seats and accept compensation. That's interesting. Hmm. Coming up this hour on America's Most Popular Radio Travel Show, well, I'm going to talk with the head of a company that monitors social network sites for hotels and resorts. I'm going to ask him what his clients are watching for and whether you and me using social networks uh, can find them of use when we travel. And then how would you like to save 50% on your hotel room when you're traveling alone? Maybe that would allow you to stay in a nicer hotel or to spend more money on a better restaurant when you're traveling. But would you be willing to invite a stranger to sleep in the hotel bed next to you? Well, that's the bed of a new website that we're going to learn about near the half hour. And maybe you've flown in and out of JFK Airport and seen a terminal whose swooping roof looks like something, well, it looks something like a flying saucer. Well, that's the now-empty JFK Worldport that used to be the pride of Pan Am. It's now owned by Delta that wants to tear it down and use the space to park planes, but preservationists consider it a prime example of modernist architecture, and they want to save it. We're going to talk to the man who just launched that effort. Plus, as always, I'll have a few deals of the week at the end of the hour. Let's start with a look at this week's news and travel. An American citizen died of gunshot wounds in Alexandria, Egypt, while photographing a protest in City Gabra Square in Alexandria on Friday. There are no details indicating he was a member of the press. I've said it before on this show, as have some of my guests. If you are anywhere in the world, I don't care whether you're in Alexandria, Egypt, or Bethesda, Maryland, uh, where there are large crowds of protesters, put some distance between yourself and the action. Nothing good can come of it. Some visitors to Paris were disappointed this week to find the Eiffel Tower closed on Tuesday and Wednesday because of a strike by workers asking for better working conditions and higher pay. It's the first time the tower has been closed since workers went on strike three and a half years ago. The tower attracts an astounding 7 million visitors a year. I feel sorry for folks who might have just been in Paris on Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe for a day or only two, and didn't get to see the Eiffel Tower, didn't get to go up the Eiffel Tower. Pakistan is a climber's heaven with its many peaks and the second highest one in the world called K2. It's long been a magnet for climbers who bring much-needed money to the Hindu Kish and increasingly western Him Himalayan ranges. Uh, but, as I broadcast, but as I broadcast last weekend's show, a massacre was taking place there. Ten foreign climbers were rousted from their tents by Islamic radicals dressed as police officers and mowed down, gunned down, thereby dealing a death blow to the climbing industry in Pakistan, according to a tour organizer who is working to attract more climbers from around the world. 
Climbing groups with upcoming trips canceled and money that provided an income to transporters, hotels, markets, porters, guides, cooks. The entire market just evaporated. Now, this region was once part of the so-called hippie trail in the 70s when Western tourists passed through the apricot and walnut orchards, or orchards sorry, of the Swat Valley in Kashmir on their way to India and Nepal. The war in Afghanistan closed that route, and tourism in Pakistan has never really recovered fully. And this latest blow is a severe one. Among the foreigners killed were two citizens from China, one from Lithuania, one from Nepal, two from Slovakia, three Ukrainians, and one person with joint U.S.-Chinese citizenship. Two radical Islamist groups have taken credit, if that's the word, for the killing of the climbers, saying it's in retaliation for foreign countries that support drone strikes against militants in the area. On July 4th, London will say hello to two all-American burger joints. A Five Guys, as well as a Shake Shack, are set to open, both in Covent Garden. Five Guys was started by Five Guys in Washington, D.C. in 1986. I remembered I was living there then, and it's now famous for offering 15 free toppings, and it's America's fastest-growing restaurant chain, according to Forbes magazine. There are about 1,000 locations in the U.S. and Canada. And Shake Shack is the upscale burger and shake chain that started as a hot dog cart in New York by restaurant restaurateur Danny Meyer. Uh, he's better known for his very upscale Manhattan restaurants such as Union Square Cafe and Gramercy Tavern. Both companies plan to open more locations in the U.K. You know, I've talked on this show about the trend toward U.S. pilots giving up those heavy flight bags and briefcases. They can routinely weigh 35 pounds. You see pilots uh, walking through the airport with the black uh, attache cases. Uh, um, they are being now replaced by iPads in the cockpit. It's not just the pilot who will probably be happy to lighten the load. The airline's going to save money on fuel. How much can they save? Well, American Airlines is the first carrier to make the switch. It handed out 8,000 iPads and estimates the lightweight tablets will save the airline $1.2 million a year in fuel costs. American estimates that carrying those heavier flight bags through the skies used up 400,000 gallons of fuel a year. And this week, the FAA approved the use of iPads by JetBlue pilots. So you're going to see pilots carrying much lighter things now. And in Southeast Asia, smoke gets in your eyes isn't just the name of a song. It's a very big problem in, as fires rage in Indi Indonesia. The president of Indonesia has apologized to his neighbors, Malaysia and Singapore, for the thick haze that settled over those countries. Smoke from the fires uh, in Sumatra have caused hundreds of schools in Malaysia to close. The fires this year, as I recall, the same as in previous years, are blamed on illegal slash-and-burn fires that farmers use to clear land for palm oil production in Sumatra. Big problem that hasn't been solved um, yet. You know, I got a call this week from a listener who said, well, hey, Rudy, I listen to the show. I get the impression you live in Minnesota. I do. I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. And he said, how come you never talk about Duluth? And I thought, well, um, I guess I just haven't talked about Duluth. It's one of my, it's the second largest city in, in, in Minnesota. It's up north. Um, it's still about a four-hour drive from there to the Canadian border, but it's about a two-hour drive from the Twin Cities. I really like Duluth because it's a port city. It's a working city. It's sort of a small Chicago with big ships that come in. And, and for a city boy like me, that's a pretty exciting place. And the waterfront has been developed into a tourism area with some great restaurants, some great delis. Um, and, 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 and then again, you've got these big ships and all these, uh, as I say, it's a port city. And it's, I get big-eyed when I go up there. So uh, thank you for calling in and having me mention Duluth. In fact, my show is carried in Duluth on, on the radio. Um, and it's a very cool city. I will tell you, though, the first time I went there was a January, which is to say in the winter, and when you say winter in Duluth, you're talking major winter. I went there, oh, gosh, probably 11 years or so ago to give a speech. I was the keynote speaker at the Governor's Conference on Tourism, 
and it had sleeted and snowed. It must have been 20 below zero, and it must have been 40-mile-an-hour winds. And I remember I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, where I spent most of my adulthood. And I remember saying to a friend of mine who was there with me, uh, a guy who had driven up from uh, Rochester to, to be with me, I said, uh, how, how does anyone live in this place? How does anyone live in this place? But you go to Duluth in the summer, it's fabulous. And, of course, now having lived in Minnesota for nine years, I know winter is uh, winter's a great opportunity to go ice fishing and ski and all kinds of other sports. So take a little more measured view of it. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We'll come back in just a moment and talk a little more travel. Glad to have you with me this summer weekend. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Did you know that our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, is a leading provider of travel insurance plans? When you buy a plan, it comes with 24-hour travel assistance. It's a true lifeline when you're away from home. Help during travel delays, medical emergencies, and with lost or stolen baggage are just some of what Travel Guard provides. Choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans. Travel more and worry less. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. Are you ready to get away this summer? Then stay at America's Best Value Inn. And you might find yourself playing in Las Vegas. Join our value club for the chance to win monthly travel prizes or the grand prize. A four-night VIP stay at the D Las Vegas, a Lexington Legacy Hotel on famous Fremont Street. Sign up at americasbestvalueinn.com and get away, stay, and play this summer. Attention men, if you're urinating more often or waking at night to urinate, we want to send you a free bottle of Beta Prostate. Beta Prostate is our best-selling supplement made with a natural ingredient that supports healthy urine flow and more complete bladder emptying. It's also been shown to reduce waking at night from the urge to urinate. To find out how to get your free bottle, just call 800-466-5523. Since Beta Prostate debuted, our warehouse has shipped over 2 million bottles, but there are still men who have yet to discover this amazing supplement. That's why for a limited time, you can try a full 30-day supply of Beta Prostate free. You only pay shipping and handling. This free Beta Prostate giveaway is only available while supplies last. And once it's gone, it's gone. Just call 800-466-5523. That's 800-466-5523. Call 800 800- Four six six five five two three. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It is 18 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you here. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Travel Guard, a leading provider of travel insurance plans. Whatever your travel needs, you can choose from several affordable and comprehensive plans by visiting TravelGuard.com. Travel more and worry less. TravelGuard.com and coverage is limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. We talk a bit about social media and its application to travel. Uh, my next guest thinks about it all the time. His name is Josiah McKenzie, and he is the director of business development with a company called Review Pro, and it's a hotel reputation management company. And let's uh, first of all, Josiah, am I spelling? Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, Josiah. Hi, Rudy. Josiah, I'm sorry. I, I was going. I don't know why I was going silent J there. 
Josiah, let's start. Let's just start with the definition of what a hotel reputation management company is. Sure, certainly. So, well, reputation management is all about collecting all of the tweets, all the photos, all the reviews that travelers like us post as we go about our trips. Um, you know, increasingly as we're going about uh, traveling, we're bringing our smartphones, we're snapping photos, we may be sharing information on Twitter or on Facebook. And what reputation management is all about is monitoring all the conversations that happen on the social web about my hotel, about my competitors' hotels, um, so that I can better serve customers and think about ways that I can make that travel experience better. So you're not uh, collecting clips in magazines or newspapers or you know snippets of things on the radio or television. You're just talking social media. Is that right? Just online stuff. It's a whole new game. Yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's it really is a whole interesting, new game. actually. It is because what we have is, is we're really creating these data trails wherever we go and increasingly spitting off more and more information. You know, some of us love to share. Um, all the cool experiences that we have when we travel, and um, and so there's just a lot of content out there, and um, and so we find that hotel managers are really fascinated by this, and for us as travelers, it gives us a voice and it gives us an opportunity to share what we would like to see improved, and and then hotels are increasingly picking up on this and then making changes. Okay, I want to talk about that in just a moment, but um, are, do you are your clients individual hotels and resorts? Are they big chains? Can you mention any of your clients? I, I don't know what your policy is on that. Certainly. Well, we work with thousands of hotels of all types, from very small independent hotels. Farmer's Daughter is a small hotel group in, in the L.A. area um, to some very large international chains like Melia Hotels, which has hundreds of hotels across many brands um, throughout Europe and, and the Caribbean. And so we're finding that this, this reputation management process actually is used uh, across every type of hotel. Um, smaller hotels are looking for a way to be competitive with some of the larger brands, and larger brands just have to monitor a much larger amount of information because they have so many guests coming through their hotels. So how do you... Uh, I mean, you talk about people posting photos of hotels, and, and, and you're also tracking the competition of your clients. How do you, I mean, is there, is there a computerized way to do this, or is this simply a lot of people sitting with eyeballs looking at popular sites like TripAdvisor and Oyster.com, and, I mean, and, and, and I guess sites that post pictures? How do you collect and gather this information for your clients? Great question. We'd have to hire a lot of people to track everything. Um, what we've built is, is technology that, that collects all of this from all the social networks and hundreds of review sites like TripAdvisor and Yelp and also many of the online booking sites that we use like Expedia or Booking.com. Um, so what we do is we pull all that together. We're um, looking at all the star ratings that we give hotels. Now, let me, let me, uh, Josiah, let me just, rec let me, uh, if you don't mind uh, interrupting you, you say you pull it all together. Is that done electronically or, again, again, by people's eyeballs on screens? It's all done electronically. Okay, you have an algorithm that, so, that searches, basically. Exactly, yeah. So it, it searches, it collects, and then all, what we're all about is giving the right information to the right people at the hotel because at the big brands, sometimes they want to look at overall guest satisfaction at the property level. A general manager of a hotel may want to know what has been the feedback this week, and increasingly what they're doing is they're using ReviewPro to take that, give it to all the people that are working on the front lines, the people at a hotel that we interact with. And so because management is so focused on this, um, there's an increasing opportunity for us to talk about hotels 
and then go back there a month later and find that whatever was bothering us or whatever we appreciated um, has been resolved. And, and so travel experiences are becoming closer and closer to what we're looking for. My guest is Josai McKenzie. He's director of business development with a company called Review Pro that I'm learning about. It's a hotel reputation management company that that has hotels and resorts as clients, and they keep a weather eye out on what you and I are commenting on in various public websites or what pictures we're posting on the Internet of the properties who are clients, as well as the competition of those properties. Now, you know, I, I hear every once in a while, Josiah, that somebody's saying, oh, I uh, was standing in line, and I, you know, in a hotel in Las Vegas, it was too long a line, and I, I tweeted something about it, and a few minutes later I got an answer from either the competitor or that hotel itself. I mean, can it sometimes be that instantaneous that you send information to a client? It really can. And what we're doing is we're constantly pulling in information from Twitter and Facebook and review sites every few minutes so that this is constantly updated. And what a lot of travelers don't realize is that most of the large hotel brands have specific divisions to monitor all this information coming in. So what we're doing is we're pulling it in very quickly as soon as you tweet that comment out, as soon as you post a review on TripAdvisor, we're pulling it in. Then there's dedicated people working in an office that monitor that. Sometimes it's on the property, sometimes it's somewhere else. And then they then give the information to the people at the hotel that can um, you know, resolve an issue if it's a service issue. And decide what to do with it. Well, then uh, then let me let me cut it even finer. When that information comes into you, do you make it? Do you, your staff, make a decision whether to send it immediately to the client, or is it fed automatically immediately to the client? It's fed automatically. Um, the, okay. the time that we we're constantly reducing the time that it takes to get that information to the hotels because the faster the response, the better the experience is for us as travelers. But also, sure. the hotels are seeing this increasing opportunity to um, act quickly as a way to keep us happier. And so, we're seeing more and more hotel groups. Uh, review pro clients of all sizes that are using that time to response is a key thing that they measure and report on. I find this fascinating. So, th so the takeaway for for us as travelers slash consumers is that we're not shouting into the void when we tweet something about a hotel, good or bad. We're not shouting into the void when we're, we're posting on Yelp or on Facebook. Is that is that a fair assumption? It is. It is. And I think increasingly so. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was only a few hotel groups that were experimenting with this. Now mm -hmm. it's a, a very quickly growing activity, and um, there's a lot of processes in place for hotels to listen. So I think the takeaway for us as travelers is to just be more talkative and be more specific in what we talk about. You know, Rather than just tweeting out, um, you know, the restaurant was terrible, say specifically what you want to see improved, because this is the biggest um, – requests that we see from hotels is they wish our feedback was more specific and they could act on it in a better way. So be as specific as possible and, and keep talking. Interesting. And I, I presume most of the comments, well, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't presume this, are, are, are they 50-50 negative and positive or, you know, people tend to complain more than they praise more um, or is it, is it almost, is it 90% negative and 10% positive? It's actually funny because a lot of hotels are very concerned that most of the stuff that they're going to pick up is negative. We right. did an analysis over hundreds of millions of reviews and found that actually positive comments outweigh negative ones um, at a, a more than four-to-one ratio. So people are, are very positive overall, and typically what happens is they'll, they'll give eight reasons why they uh, love the hotel, and then they'll give two areas that they would like to see the hotel improved. 
Really? I'll be darned. Now, do you, when you travel, do you ever uh, do you ever post on social media about the places you stay? Sometimes I do. It's it's interesting working in this business because you know obviously we we work on behalf of hotels and and um, so there's I. I Personally, I, I don't write hotel reviews, but I'm very active on social networks like Instagram and Twitter um, as a way not just, of course, to share with my friends, but to share with other people that may be looking for photos, for example, of a, a hotel or a destination that I visit. Mm-hmm. Now, in the 30 seconds we have left, what in, in a descending order, what is the most – where do people put most – post the most what are the top four social network five so whatever you want uh social network sites for posting uh, comments on hotels and resorts it's interesting because a couple of of different uh networks serve different functions social networks like facebook and twitter um, are growing very rapidly instagram photo-based uh content is is growing very quickly as well and then on the review side of things TripAdvisor. Booking, Expedia, we're seeing an enormous growth in longer-form written content. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the third-party websites having reviews. Interesting. Hey, Josiah, this is a fascinating stuff, and we'll keep our eye on it. I know it's a growing business. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Rudy. Josiah McKenzie's Director of Business Development, Review Pro, a hotel reputation management company. So people are hearing are hearing our, our comments when we post them. Stick around. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's world. Don't go away. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Hey, folks, with summer vacation planning in full swing, have you thought about travel insurance? Our loyal sponsor, Travel Guard, offers valuable coverage that travels with you and your family. Travel Guard's available 24-7 with several plans to choose from. Covering medical emergencies and evacuations, travel delays and trip cancellations, lost luggage and more, Travel Guard's your lifeline away from home. Visit TravelGuard.com or RudyMaxa.com. Coverage limited by the terms and condition of the policy and may not be available in all states. Underwritten by National Union and Fire Insurance Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Non-insurance services provided by Travel Guard Group Incorporated. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Well, we've got B and Airbnb who will let you stay in someone's apartment. Uh, we've got Couchsurfing.com or .net that will allow someone to sleep on your sofa or you may sleep on their sofa. But I came across a website the other day that was just fascinating to me. This is an option for you to either host someone in a hotel room when you're alone and you have an extra bed or vice versa, to stay in someone's hotel room, split the cost. Uh, it's called EasyNest.com. And the CEO and co-founder, uh, Nicholas Rayleigh, joins me today from San Francisco. Nicholas, how long has this website been up? Oh, we're uh, very new, actually. We launched a website about a month ago. 
Uh, so I thought it was new. And how did this idea occur to you? Um, we think that, you know, when you look at the solo traveling market, it's actually a booming market. So you have more and more people who go travel solo. There are many reasons to explain this. Um, for example, you know, people get married later, get divorced earlier, or more often in between jobs. So um, basically, when they go travel, it's more difficult for them to find you know, a companion, so they go and travel solo. So solo traveling is really booming, but at the same time, um, the hospitality industry is not um, taking care properly of the solo travelers. So when the solo travelers go to a hotel, is charged for double occupancy, because hotels sell room per night, uh, and therefore, even if you're one person or two person, you, you pay the same price. So did you imagine this as a social site for people to meet other people, or did you imagine it's mostly as a, a money-saving site? Look, if you're staying in an expensive hotel in New York or Los Angeles and you can split 50-50 with somebody, why not? Or is it a combination of both? Uh, yeah, I think it's all together. I think, you know, it's uh, really the starting point is um, about solo traveling. And say, okay, when you go um, travel solo, you're also happy to meet other people uh, and uh, and share ideas and tips or where to go and what the best thing to do in a particular city and to so it's it's definitely to um, meet other solo travelers it's also and as I explained to share the cost um, to pay basically 50% off and maybe more of the best available rate uh, uh, from from hotels and it's also you know a different experience altogether because you pay much less maybe you want to go to a more a better hotel you know you can now you can thanks to easy nest you can have a five-star hotel for the price of a two-star hotel so it's a, just a new experience or perhaps afford a better dinner and who wants to eat alone right a hotel room is not just the room you have so much more for example when you go to a five-star hotel you will have a beautiful pool you'll have a great sure. gym you have a beautiful lobby and and most importantly those you know like very nice hotels are extremely well located so you are in the best part of town or the best part of you know the place where you go so it's easier for for you to uh, go to the places you want to visit you lose less time in commuting um, so the whole your whole journey is much better and how do each party the either the host who's got the hotel room looking for someone or someone looking for a hotel room to save money or meet someone how, how do they check each other out how does how does someone get to know somebody before they're falling asleep in a bed next to them first the, the, uh, falling asleep in the same bed yeah <laughs> they, they or can separate, bed, ask, separate. <laughs> they can ask the hotel for for to have you know two different beds in the room and and usually you can have two queen size beds so it's also you know large bed very comfortable so that's the purpose of easiness is basically to put in touch people who uh, are solo travelers and uh, uh, would like to um, reduce the cost and meet other solo travelers so we put them in touch on on easiness so basically you go on the website um, you can either post a room and we um, encourage you to do that or browse the website to find some other uh, rooms and then let's say you want to go to new york city and instead of sleeping in the queens you want to sleep you know on manhattan in the center of manhattan so you find uh, somebody on this nest who post a room on, on 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 manhattan and you can simply message this person to get in touch with this person to know this person better you also have access to a lot of information basically when you create a profile on easiness we ask you to put your facebook page your linkedin page many of uh, solo travelers have a blog page so we also ask them to put a blog page so basically when i go there i can okay i can find a hotel in new york i can look at who is 
the host, um, um, go on his Facebook profile, read his blog, uh, and then if I'm happy with that, I can contact and start exchanging messaging messages with this person uh, over easiness. And you could talk on the phone, you could talk on Skype, you get to know the person in yeah, short before exactly. you check in. Are you yeah, fine? Exactly. We've only got about a minute left, Nicholas. Uh, we're talking with Nicholas uh, Rayleigh, who is the CEO of Easy Nest, a brand new website that invites you to share a hotel room with someone. Let me ask you very quickly, are you finding in your month of experience so far that it's generally women hooking up with, not hooking up, uh, staying in the same room with women, men staying with men, or are you finding... Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, first you have to know that the solo traveling market, 70% of solo travelers are women. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's women Women um, uh, staying up with other women, uh, men staying up with other uh, other men. It's it's it stay um, you know within the same gender, um, uh, but you know it's really up to the solo travelers to choose who they want to share the room with. So we just facilitate um, the. Uh, connection between them. Well, this is fascinating. Nicholas, I hope we can call on you in a few months after you've got some more uh, stories under your belt and, and sort of seen the trend of how people are using it. Can we check in with you in three or four months? Yes, with pleasure. And we encourage everybody to just go and check his ass, post some rooms, maybe your dream hotel where you would like to go, uh, and just you know play with the website and, and, and see if they like it. The website is easynest.com. Uh, I'm looking at the homepage now. It's why pay for two people occupancy when traveling solo. Share costs and make friends. EasyNest.com. Nicholas Raley is the uh, co-founder and CEO of it. Nicholas, thank you for joining me and Rudy Max's Well, Let's talk again down the road and see what you've picked up and what you've learned along the way. Okay, thanks, Rudy. Take care. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention men, if you're urinating more often or waking at night to urinate, we want to send you a free bottle of Beta Prostate. Beta Prostate is our best-selling supplement made with a natural ingredient that supports healthy urine flow and more complete bladder emptying. It's also been shown to reduce waking at night from the urge to urinate. To find out how to get your free bottle, just call 800-466-5523. Since Beta Prostate debuted, our warehouse has shipped over 2 million bottles, but there are still men who have yet to discover this amazing supplement. That's why for a limited time, you can try a full 30-day supply of Beta Prostate free. You only pay shipping and handling. This free Beta Prostate giveaway is only available while supplies last. And once it's gone, it's gone. Just call 800-466-5523. That's 800-466-5523. Call 800 466-5523. Save more of your money when you stay at America's Best Value Inn and spend more of your time doing the things you love. With over 1,000 hotels in North America, we've got you covered with free internet and continental breakfast at most locations. Plus, enjoy hundreds of instant rewards with our value club. Visit AmericasBestValueIn.com. With value right in our name, you know you're getting a great deal! Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats. How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you are a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. 
And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Amberin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big changes in lifestyle. Amberin restores hormonal balance in women over 40 so you can finally lose the weight. And all of the other menopause symptoms simply go away. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first callers right now at one 800 893 Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-893-9155. That's 1-800-893-9155. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6866. 64 extension 1 that's 866-869-6864 extension 1 or order online at lmclinic.com that's lmclinic.com got a question or comment need advice jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com now back to rudy Max's world and maybe if you're as old as i am you remember flying into and out of the pan am terminal at jfk back when pan american airways was still flying it was a radically designed or a radical design for an airline terminal at the time. It sort of from the top looked like a flying saucer. It has a swooping roof. It is still standing at JFK, but it's unused. It's unused. It's right next to the new Delta terminal. And in fact, Delta owns apparently this terminal. And what they would like to do is tear down this terminal and uh, park some planes there. Use that real estate to park planes. But fans of modernist architecture say that the world port, the Pan Am world port, as it was called, is an iconic example of modernist architecture. And in fact, uh, in its day, it was used as backgrounds for James Bond arriving in New York and Vogue fashion spreads. This is a building that was so stunning that photographers like to and movie makers like to use it, uh, use that image. Uh, uh, Caleb Salvi uh, uh, is the founder of a movement called SaveTheWorldPort.org, and we're going to talk to him a little about that. We reached him today in Australia. Caleb, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Rudy. All right. T- l- tell me a little about your, uh, excuse me, I'm mispronouncing your name. It's Caleb, is that correct? Caleb, yes, or Cal, Cal for I'm short. I'm sorry. Caleb, or Cal for short. Okay. Uh, Cal, give, tell us a little about your background and how you became interested in this and what led you to launch this campaign to save the world, Pan Am World Port. Sure. Uh, well, my mother worked for Pan Am from uh, 1960 all the way up through bankruptcy in 1991. So as uh, you know, a, a young boy growing up, uh, I remember um, you know, my first travel experiences uh, you know, probably from the age of seven onwards walking into this uh, uh, you know, as a seven-year-old, this, this flying saucer that uh, looked like you were getting ready to take off, and uh, uh, just the, uh, standing under the roof or standing in front of the building, uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, quite an awesome experience. Um, and uh, later on in my life, uh, you know, I was uh, fortunate. Uh, I had the chance uh, during my college summers to work for Pan Am and. Uh, uh, actually, my uh, senior year graduating project uh, from Stevens Institute of Technology in Hoboken was uh, around a computer 
uh, resource scheduling program uh, involving the world ports. So, uh, you know, I have a, a long personal association with that building. And when did it occur to you that it needed rescuing? And uh, I, I explained that uh, the, it's such an incredible example of architecture. That seems to be the reason people want, want to save it. Am I correct? Correct. It's, uh, look, uh, where, uh, I formed the, uh, the movement about three years ago, literally uh, a few weeks after uh, uh, I read in the newspaper um, down here in Sydney that uh, uh, the Port Authority in Delta was going to uh, uh, demolish it uh, and move into the uh, new Terminal 4 uh, next I door. I did not know. I didn't know this had been going on three years, uh, Caliph. Yeah, we've uh, you know we, it, it's it's taking a while to to get to the stage we've arrived at now. Um, it's uh, I, I suppose it, it, the movement has uh, really only uh, uh, grown extensively over the last six months uh, over our social media, um, and uh, and most recently, uh, just ten days ago, the National Trust for Historic Preservation announced its most endangered eleven historic sites in America list, and. Uh, out of more than 160 buildings uh, evaluated, uh, the Worldport uh, came in on uh, this list. So uh, since that time, um, you know, we've, we've had uh, a, a tremendous increase in uh, visitors to our uh, Facebook page and, uh, and also signing our online petition. The online petition is at savetheworldport.org. Uh, you can follow this. You can, uh, find, this... You can find links uh, from savetheworldport.org on through to our online petition. But uh, I suppose uh, going back to your original question on uh, um, what uh, what distressed me the most was uh, the the building is uh, uh, aviation historic. Uh, it was the uh, world's per, uh, terminal built to welcome in the jet age with the first 707s. Um, it incorporated a, num a numerous uh, amount of uh, you know, new features. Uh, back before that building was built, you didn't have uh, separate levels for uh, arrivals and departures. Um, you didn't have uh, jetways. It, it really, um, uh, you know, invented the concept of the jetways or, or bringing passengers closer to the plane. Um, it also was the site where the uh, uh, first Boeing 747 ever departed from. So our, we've been arguing that uh, it's aviation historic, it's uh, architecturally striking. Um, just in a uh, magazine story done online uh, about six months ago, uh, the uh, uh, Daily Telegraph in the U.K. voted it one of the world's most stylish uh, airport terminals. And it's uh, culturally significant because, uh, you know, the Beatles in 1964 left from there and James Bond arrived at the terminal there and uh, lived in my side. Caleb, I'm going to ask you to stand through the commercial break. Will you stay with us for three or four more minutes? I, w I have another question I want to ask you. Sure. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. I want to talk a little more about this. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. We're in the middle of a conversation with uh, uh, Caleb Salvi. We've reached him in Australia. He is the founder of the Save the World Port campaign. That's the iconic Pan Am terminal that has been empty for several years and that Delta Airlines would like to tear down at JFK Airport to use as a parking lot for airplanes. 
Um, Caleb, I, I understand during the commercial break you mentioned to my engineer that there's actually a crane there ready to get busy. Correct something very quickly, what you said. The, the building uh, was only closed to uh, airline traffic uh, uh, on uh, May the 23rd, and ironically it was 53 years to the day after it opened. So uh, Delta's only been operating out of the new Terminal 4 uh, for, well, less than a month now. Ah, um, I, didn't know, I didn't know it was just this May. I'm sorry. Yes, so uh, so the, the building was basically used continuously for 53 years, so it's only been uh, shut down for a month. Uh, um, uh, but, uh, yes, unfortunately, uh, after this uh, National Trust uh, uh, announcement, uh, uh, within uh, two days of that, uh, crane started appearing uh, around the roof. Uh, uh, we've made urgent appeals to the Port Authority and to Delta Airlines to, uh, you know, please uh, delay demolition for at least 30 to 60 days. Uh, while we uh, find an investor um, in uh, redeveloping the site, uh, we actually have uh, preliminary interest uh, from uh, uh, an investor to uh, convert it for um, uh, long-term rest facilities for you know stranded passengers out at uh, JFK. And uh, if anyone has been out at JFK and has uh, missed a flight or been there for an extended weather delay, you know that JFK has no uh, on-premise uh, you know facilities. Right now. What is n number one? What is Delta saying? Number two, who actually owns it? Does it, Delta actually own it? Is it up to them? Well, it's uh, the Port Authority owns the building, uh, oh, okay. Delta, uh, but uh, Delta has a major say in uh, uh, since they have the primary leasehold on the land. Uh, as I said, they want to knock it down and uh, not put up a, a new terminal or a new concourse. Uh, they want it to park. Uh, uh, the equivalent of 16 planes uh, in that space. Uh, now, we've been advocating just to save the iconic um, flying saucer section. Uh, and uh, our argument is if you uh, destroy the back end, you'll still get the airplane parking lot you desire, but uh, let's uh, remember history and uh, culture and uh, repurpose uh, the front end for, uh, uh, you know, for job, jobs and uh, um, remembering the past. And what does Delta say? Um, they have uh, refused to uh, really negotiate with us. Um, uh, we just keep getting uh, standard form letters back from Delta saying that uh, they need the space for parking airplanes in their most latest press release uh, from uh, just uh, Wednesday night on the eve of their shareholders meeting. Uh, their response uh, has been that uh, uh, this project will uh, lead to uh, job long-term job creation and uh, operational efficiencies for JFK in the future. Is what Nothing like parking planes for leading to job creation. What does the what does support authority say? Do they have an opinion on this? The Port Authority actually has met with us and uh, has expressed sympathy, um, you know, with our cause. But uh, uh, they say that uh, uh, Delta has a major say in the decision. And in fact, uh, I've been copied on correspondence between the Port Authority and Delta, urging Delta to meet with uh, our group uh, as they uh, see uh, some value in our proposals. But uh, to date, uh, Delta has yet to officially acknowledge that request. Did, did anyone bring this up at the Delta shareholders meeting? Uh, personally, I'm, I'm not aware of that, um, okay. but uh, they have been uh, certainly receiving uh, tons of uh, letters. Uh, our, our Facebook site and our social media channels have literally been bombarded, uh, and Delta has been uh, hit by, uh, just through the National Trust, I'm told, about 600 uh, separate uh, emails uh, asking uh, Delta to uh, you know, reconsider their position. The Facebook page is Pan Am Worldport. The Twitter yes. is at Save Worldport. The website That's is right. SaveTheWorldPort.org. Am I correct? 
Okay, and my guest has been uh, Caleb uh, uh, Salvi, who uh, had some early life experiences with Whirlport. It just closed down last month. I did not know it was May of this year. Uh, my correction. If you're interested in saving the Whirlport, if you remember that fondly, take a look at it online and take a look at the picture of it. It's architecturally stunning um, and certainly is a great example of modernist architecture. Caleb, I, uh, uh, Caleb, I, I really, uh, Caleb, I'm sorry. I really appreciate your joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rudy, and to all your listeners. Thank you. Normally we do deals of the week in this segment, but I thought this conversation was important enough to continue. Let me just give you a quick one. If you're thinking of staying in any of the intercontinental hotel groups uh, uh, this summer, there's the cash register letting you know it's a deal of the week. Uh, they got a promotion. If you uh, complete a two-night weekend stay, Intercontinental Hotels Group will send you a $50 gift card. You've got to register for the promotion online, and you've got to book and complete a stay at any of uh, Inter Intercontinental Hotels uh, family brand uh, and pay by your master. You've got to pay with your MasterCard by September 1st. So you're going to have to send in your rebate form. You have to register first. Uh, so check it out by going to... Uh, uh, when you check into an uh, Intercontinental Hotel Group hotel, check it out, and you can get $50 for uh, checking in there. Do I have time for one more? How much time do I have here, Jeff? 6.20. I really don't. I don't. Oh, I've only got about 20 seconds left. Well, listen, uh, we're coming to the end of the first hour of Rudy Max's World. If your station is leaving us now, we'll see you here again next week, I hope. Same time, same station, same place. Uh, for the rest of us, most of our stations carry our second hour, which is coming up in about six minutes. We'll take a six-minute break for some news and some commercial messages. And Rudy Max's World will be back. Oh, we got a full schedule coming up the next hour. You're going to be interested in what, what my guests have to say. Don't go away. See you in a few minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.